I have another inspiring interview today and we're with Kiri White from Happy Mums at Home. I first met Kiri probably about a year ago. It was just when I started Mahita Mother. She was one of the first other mummy bloggers I met online and I was instantly attracted to her from her positive message that she puts across on her blog. It's very similar to what I'm trying to do. So I'm really excited to be interviewing her today. So welcome, Kiri. Thank you, Cass. Yeah, I'm really excited about speaking with you too. Um, kindred spirits, like a lot of what you write is, yeah, close to my heart as well. And yeah, you're the first person, I think the first blogger that I reached out to online. It's really funny how it's come full circle today because I'm, this is, yeah, it's a bit of an honor to me. I'm happy to be able to talk to you today. Thank you. It's great to have you. And it's actually quite funny that we are recording this today because I had an interview come out on your blog today. Yeah. So that's the, the stars aligning once again. So, Kerry, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and a bit about your background? Well, I help mums reclaim their lives or live fuller lives through getting to help know and care for themselves at a deeper level. It sounds a bit abstract, but what way it generally works is that women come to me when they're feeling a little lost or overwhelmed by motherhood. They might have some personal goals that they really want to achieve, but they're having trouble combining the me time with their family demands. Mm. Or they've been in the habit of putting themselves at the bottom of the list for a long time and they want to learn how to start putting themselves first, which, yeah, happens, let's face it, it happens a lot when you're a mum. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I find, you know, the women, they've been following my blog or they've been part of my Facebook community for, for some time before they reach out to me. Uh, they might email me and I like to have a quick chat, a quick conversation before we take things further, you know, which is really just about sharing what's going on in their lives and what they're struggling with. And if we feel like we're a good match, then it tends to flow from there. I guess my hidden agenda, if I'm going to be up front, is, um, mm. is that I think it's important for all of us to get to know ourselves at a deeper level in a way that brings more contentment to our lives. So, you know, we make, if we make ourselves more of a priority than, you know, that's great. And I, that's a common thing that I know that so many mums struggle with. As far as educational background goes, I've got a background in psychology and counselling and obviously life coaching. And I've been a mum for almost eight years now. I've got three little girls, including twins, and they're all under seven. And that's where a whole lot of my deep learning has come from. Mm. And oh, and I'm married to a, a beautiful Canadian man. Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah. realise he was Canadian. He is, yeah, he's French Canadian. He's a very talented chef, and I'm lucky enough that um, he enjoys living in Australia as much as I do. Even though we we've done a lot of travelling together, so I'm incredibly blessed to have him by my side. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's always good to have a supportive partner, especially when you, you know, as you say, looking after yourself, doing the business and being a mum and a mum to twins as well must not be easy. Um, well, you know, it's something that we've all got to contend with if we're, if we're parents and um, it's, a, it's a learning curve, you know, 
and it's good and the bad and the ugly and all together. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The whole the whole thing, good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> you just got to learn how to to cope with it all. So. Did your blog begin as a result of your coaching or did the coaching come out because of the blog? Um, the, yeah, my blog is something that obviously, you know, when I decided to start my business uh, just over a year ago, I thought I learned that, you know, everyone has a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, because it's not something that, I put that much thought into, like, yeah. I, I don't have a business background, um, and I find as much as I've tried to learn and take on all these so-called proven techniques and business strategies, um, I'm generally driven by what feels real and what feels authentic to me. Um, my main drive online is that I genuinely enjoy connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes that feels like a necessary evil and that I'm spending too much time online than I would like to, which I'm sure you can relate to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, other times, you know, that sense of connection that you develop with other people from all over the world and all types of backgrounds, like, it's so uplifting and it's a lot of fun. And I love that we can do that nowadays, you know. You can, you know, be talking to someone in... um. Canada and Africa and Portugal, like, all at the same time, and it's awesome, especially for like-minded people, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think because I've spent so many years travelling, and you have as well, you know, it really helps you to be able to see how more we are alike than different. So I really like how blogging, I think, is doing the same thing. It's connecting people from all over the world, and everyone's starting to realise that we're not so different, which I think eventually brings about peace and yeah totally yeah that's always you know a bigger picture and I'm like that too like I mean I like to focus on the commonalities and the fact that you know there's a lot of universals out there we start focusing on the differences that's when we start arguing I think Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so you're a big believer in in making sure that mums make themselves a priority what do you think what could be a good tip that you'd give to a mum as to how they can do this because you know as you said we're always putting everyone else first what can we do to to step back and say well hang on a minute I need to come first sometimes yeah really good question um well you know at a starting point I would say start within like get a pen and paper or open a word document and start writing or if you're not comfortable with writing then record your thoughts on camera or audio um find some questions designed to dig deep and see where it takes you like i think it's not not just in regards to mums but everyone in general often we we just move through life and we don't really stop and connect with what's really important to us what lights our fire what do we need like so that's what i really a starting point is start with yourself. Always start with yourself. And as a mum, look at your life. Look at what's working for you. Look at what's not working for you. I find a common uh, thing for mums and for myself was learning to say no. Mm. <laughs> learning just and not, you know, so often you can say, you know, you, a teacher might be like, oh, you know, are you able to help out at school? I've had that happen. <laughs> are you able to <laughs> 
how parents school tomorrow, you know, at a store or, you know, provide some cupcakes for this party or whatever. Um, and I would always be the one, yeah, sure, like I can do that along with the 101 other things that I need to do. Um, you know, and then I'd go home and I'd freak out about it because I'd overloaded myself because I wasn't just saying yes to this person. I also said yes to everyone else. Um, and so even just learning to say no and learning to prioritize your time and just always make some time for yourself and find out what it is that is going to give you more energy or what's going to rest you and it's, it's different for everybody. Yeah, they're really great tips. Very, very helpful for, as you said, not just mums for anyone but particularly mums because we do have so many demands placed on it and learning to say no, I'm discovering this year is um, something I'm trying to do more. It's, it's tough, but I think it's quite liberating at the same time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, I mean, it comes down, you know, mums, where the tendency as the traditional carers and nurturers to be selfless and to be giving and to be focused on others. And that's a definite asset, but it can also become a hindrance if we end up giving everything away, including our personal identity and our dreams and our health and well-being and I really encourage women that you know just because you're a mum you're still a person you're still that person that wanted to you know climb a mountain or go skiing or start learning how to dance that's still you you know and don't give up on that. I think that's why I was really drawn to your blog because I started my blog with the exact same message because as soon as I fell pregnant I had people turning to me all the time and saying, well, that's it, you can't travel anymore. And that they spoke to me as if my life was now over. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, this was not what mother should, motherhood should be like. So I was determined to make sure I could, you know, be, be the wonderful mother I wanted to be but not lose myself in the process. You know, and that's something that I, you know, personally admire is, you know, you being what you've just recently come back from Thailand and, I've heard you going to Mexico and you've got two kids and I'm like, how is she doing this? But I, I totally admire that, you know, that sense of fun and adventure that you've got. It's it's real. That's inspiring to me. Yeah, I think you can. And I think you've, I mean, lucky for me when I travel, I can often involve my children. And I think that you can find ways to involve your children in what you do. And like having said that, actually, how do you think this looking after ourselves benefits our children because a lot of people think that if we if we do take time out for ourselves that's not going to help our children but how do you think it does help them hmm. well i think um often the things that we want to teach our children you know you can you can talk to your children as much as you like and um you can tell them you know to behave in x y and z or you can try and impart those values but the easiest way to do it is is to live it, I, I believe. So, um, you know, I have – it's always my intention if I'm dealing with my kids and, and they're full-on into a tantrum or they're arguing or whatever, um, it's my intention to deal with that in a calm way. But if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm irritated, if I'm distracted because I haven't – done anything for myself other than look after other people or, or work or whatever the case may be. If I haven't done that for a whole week, then it's a real challenge to be able to be there in the way that I want to be. And um, the same goes, you know, if if you want 
your kids to be loving and, and compassionate, then be loving and compassionate towards yourself because I think the, the learning comes from the modelling and the, the observing of the behaviour. Yeah, yes. love that example you used. I think there are moments in every parent's life where you feel like you're about to lose it. Maybe that's the signal to us to take, take a step back and say, well, how am I not looking after myself? Yeah, and, you know, and that's <laughs> – actually, my, my girls kind of laugh at me because that's what I actually do now is I take a pause. Um, if I'm feeling inside that, you know, the levels of irritation, if they're just rising up and if I feel like I'm going to lose it, like that's my sign that something's out of whack. And that's um, – when I just, you know, go, okay, just, you know, give me a minute. And sometimes I say to my girls, just give me a minute. And, you know, I take a couple of breaths and I just check in, like, what's going on here? And sometimes just taking that pause, you know, before I react, then that helps. And it might be that um, it might just be like I haven't been listening to my kids or mm -hmm. I'm being distracted or I need to go to the gym or I need to meditate and, I might not be able to answer that need right then, but, you know, I'll make a mental note of it and I'll get to it later. And, yeah, that's one of, one of the things that um, I cover with clients is, um, you know, learn to listen to yourself, learn to listen to your body, get to know yourself and develop that, self of, um, that sense of self-awareness. And you're going to come up with your own tools and strategies that, help you um, move forward on day-to-day -day life and I can honestly say that through you know looking after myself I'm a much calmer person and that reflects on my parenting. I think it reflects on all your relationships too if you take care of yourself first you're, as you said you're able to give more. Absolutely yeah. So you have your um, obviously you're busy being a mother and a wife and yourself and your blogs and so how do you balance motherhood with um, doing your passion, doing your blogging and your business side of things? Do you have any practical tips there? Yeah, well, the main thing I do is just to practice mindfulness. So paying attention to what my body or emotions are telling me at any given time. Um, and like I just mentioned, this, you know, I'll be asking myself, like, am I feeling connected to my kids right now? Do I need to listen better? Do I need to go to the gym? Do I need to take half the day offline and go outside, meditate? Um, if I keep on top of it, then it doesn't take too long to restore that balance. And as far as my kids go, like, my girls can see that I'm doing something that makes me so happy and it's incredibly fulfilling and that tends to wrap up in them. You know, they talk about... Um, they talk about mummies talking to the computer or something <laughs> the client, but they know that I love what I do and um, you know most of the time I'm a, I'm a guilt free zone how powerful is that I think that's the ultimate we all have to aim for the guilt free zone because the guilt is I've learnt a lot from motherhood I never really felt guilty to become till I became a mother but it's so disempowering yeah exactly and you know I'm not saying I definitely I'm not perfect and I don't have, you know, the way. I, I have one way that works for me and, and you know, is working for some other women. But, you know, I, I strongly believe we've, got, we've all got that knowledge there to find our own way to make the most of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. 
And on your blog, you've spoken before about overcoming some challenges that you've had in your life. How have you managed to beat these and how have they helped you to grow? Well, I think that's a bit of a memoir, but um, <laughs> I'll give you the short story. <laughs> um, look, um, yeah, I've had anorexia and bulimia, but those things that started as a teen and I went through those for at least 10 years. Um, the depression is something I've also had to deal with several times as a child, as a teenager and, and as a mum. Mm-hmm. I've been through several bouts of depression ranging from mild to pretty severe. And a few years ago, I was diagnosed with um, GID and panic disorder. The short story of my recovery is that I learned to practice radical self-care. So I've learned ways to deal with you know, what a coach is called our inner critics or gremlins or, you know, I like to call my inner mean girl. <laughs> You know, the voice that yep. tells you all these lies and tells you that you're worthless and so forth. Um, and part of that is I've learned to observe those voices and try not to over-identify with the negative stuff and learn ways to change unhelpful thinking to more helpful ways of thinking. I also I go to the gym or do some form of intense exercise at least three times a week. Um, yeah, when I was younger, I, I used to exercise as a way to look good or lose weight, uh-huh. but now it's all about feeling good, and I'm more accepting of myself and kind to myself when I mess up, so I try not to play into the self-esteem game by constantly comparing myself to others, um, because, you know, you're either comparing yourself favorably and and make, you know, making someone lesser than or otherwise, you know, you're feeling like you're never good enough and, yeah, that doesn't work so well for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. I don't think it really works for anyone but unfortunately it seems that's what people do constantly. Yeah, um, and, you know, gratitude. I practice a lot of gratitude, taking note of all the wonderful moments in my life every day and the more you do that, like, you know how it works, you do it and the more it grows. I know, I know for sure that I've beaten my disordered eating. I've been healthy for over 10 years now, and um, I'd like to think I've beaten depression and anxiety for good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that by practicing what I preach, I haven't been on any medication or had a panic attack or depressive episode for more than three years, and, you know, that feels amazing. Like, I'm so grateful for that. That's awesome, and how empowering for you to know that you did it yourself yeah well you know obviously I had some support like my, my husband has been my main support and other people that have come across my path but yeah a lot of it, it it has come down to myself you know I say my personal prescription for well-being is exercise meditation mindfulness and gratitude and that's what's worked for me so do you, do you believe now, having gone through all of this, that you have a very important message that you can share with others and a way to help them? And is this a lot of what's driving you with what you do? Um, yeah, totally. Part of it comes down to knowing your values and obviously as a coach that's something that I work on and therefore like I, I know my own values. Um, and if you're working in an area that can highlight those values, then life is life is grand. 
as far as the message goes, um, yeah, one of my one of my top values is love and connection. So if I had to have a message, then um, I'd probably steal words from the poet W. H. Auden, who uh, who said, "Love each other or perish." But um, I'll probably take it a little bit further and just say, "Yeah, love one another, but start with yourself." Mm. And yeah, pretty simple, but that's yeah, that's kind of like one of my core values, and that's one of my biggest drives in my life at the moment. I think you really do a great job of getting that message across through with what you do in your community, on your blog and your fan page, um, which is a reason why you're doing so well and attracting so many people into your community because ultimately everyone wants to have a happy and content life and they're struggling to find that and you're helping them to learn how to do it. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, well, you're welcome. So you obviously now are living your passion and purpose. Do you think it is a matter of just aligning yourself with your values and understanding how they work and then just moving into that realm of, of tapping into that value and finding something that matches with that to do? Hmm. Um, good question. I definitely think knowing your values is really important and an excellent place to start, especially, you know, if because when you're living by your values, you automatically, you feel an alignment and things just feel right, you know, because, uh, yeah, if you're living congruent with that. As far as getting there, I think you need to have your values sorted and you need to have an intent, a place to start and where you're thinking of going with your life, where you want it to go, how you want it to look. But that intent, you know, it has to be backed up with action. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so easy to get overwhelmed with the big picture. But if you break it down and just, you know, move forward every day and do do what makes you smile and do what makes you feel connected to your loved ones and just to life. And, um, yeah, I don't think you can go wrong if you keep doing that. What's your life like now that you're living your passion? Mm -hmm. just feels right it feels more aligned um it's still uncertain and scary at times but it's less scary than before and there are a whole heap more moments when I feel completely connected to myself and my family and everyone around me and yeah I mean you know like I mean you know how do you know when you're living in your passion you just feel it right yeah 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 I think we we were speaking earlier um before we started the call about when you live in your passion it keeps you awake at night mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it does. yeah so that's always a good sign and and I think often you find you're up at 2 a.m. and you're not even complaining you just you're enjoying what you're doing and you could keep on going until the morning yeah and you know and hey being a mom you know it's good training <laughs> yeah absolutely I know people often say to me and I say I don't sleep but I haven't slept you know, for four years now, I'm just used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what advice can you give to women who may be really struggling with challenges right now when they know there's something better out there for them but they just can't seem to get there no matter how hard they try? You know, like I said before, like start within, get get writing, find some questions, design to dig deep and see where it takes you. And you know, if you need somewhere to start, you can check out my blog. Um, www.happymumsathome.com. Um, I've got a whole bunch of posts 
designed to get you thinking about your life. Um, you know, has the rocking mama interviews that I'm doing and which you've been part of, you know, those questions, how did how did you find them? Like, did you find them illuminating at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, very introspective, um, eye-opening, very helpful. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that would be my main tip is just to start with yourself and start start answering some of those questions that you have inside, you know. What do you want to do? How do you want to feel um, every day? What can you do um, to yourself, for yourself, sorry, to um, to just have your life more of an extension of your values? And um, and really importantly is to be kind to yourself. <laughs> like that's, you know, we always beat ourselves up so often, you know, we make a mistake and, you know, we start just, telling ourselves mean things or um, berating ourselves. I mean, I've find, found myself doing that, you know, I've made a mistake in front of my daughters and I'll say, oh, silly mummy, you know, I haven't even thought about it and then it's been reflected back to me a week later when I've made another mistake and my daughter goes, oh, silly mummy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sometimes you can just be totally unaware of it. But, um, yeah, I think self, self-compassion and self-kindness it's a huge part of my plan every day. Yeah, excellent. And do you think it's important as well the type of environment you put yourself into? Because there's a lot of negativity in our world that surrounds us. So, what can people do to escape that? Mm. Um, I think it's a conscious decision, and it's like any habit. Like you need to develop it and practice it and prioritize it. Um. I'm, you know, I'm really mindful of what I put out into the world. So, um, you know, on my Facebook page, I usually try to put out encouraging comments and share things that inspire me that I, I hope will, you know, really connect and help other mums. And um, it doesn't mean that I, you know, I, I do have my crappy days. <laughs> um, you know, I do my best. Like, I'm, I'm mindful of the vibe I want to put out. So if that's the same vibe that I want to experience and share in my own life, um, I'm quite sensitive to negative energy. So I don't watch violent TV or movies at all. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, once again, I'm, I'm conscious of what my mind is taking in. So it's kind of like nutrition, you know. If you eat junk, you feel like junk. And if you constantly exposing yourself to negativity then you can often end up in a negative space yourself um but that's not to say that I don't have my bad days and if I do then you know I try not to resist it and I think that's what often we do is we try and resist it or um try and maybe numb it in some way by distracting ourselves or eating a king size bar of chocolate or something (laughs) you know sometimes I just think there's nothing wrong with just having a good cry or calling someone or just sitting with those emotions and knowing that you know they're going to pass in a day or two and and it's okay um and for me you know I I also have an amazing husband who's so used to seeing and dealing with my ugly cry that it no longer faces him (laughs) um yeah yeah, that, that's really important. It's great to hear you talk about that because I think a lot of people look at those who are having success and who are 
positive and happy and, and think that no problems ever come into their life. But no one can ever escape problems. They're always going to be there. But you've got to understand or empower yourself to know that you have the choice as to how you can handle it. And you can still be positive even though, you know, stuff's happening in your life that's not so good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have much more power to, you know, uh, choose our experiences and the way that we react to things. Um, and, you know, I don't know, you know, people, we do, I think sometimes we want to escape our problems, but I'm not so sure we should. Um, there's that old adage that you learn more from your failures and hard times than you do from your successes. And I always try and remind myself of that. When things are really tough, you know, I tell myself, you know what, it's not over yet. So your problems are definitely there to learn from. Do you think, you know, hearing that quote, then do you think as a parent, how does that affect your decisions? I mean, obviously we don't want our children to hurt or have problems, but should we be stepping back a little and letting them go through some issues so that they can learn and grow? Yeah, that's tough, Cass, because, um, <laughs> you know, it's much easier personally for me to um, do that myself. But, you know, when I see my kids going through a tough time, you know, I still, I want to rescue them. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time I still can, but, you know, because they're still little, but I know that there's going to be so many more times where I can't rescue them. Um, I want to have to let them fall and fail. And I think all I can do, all we can do as parents is um, show them that success means, you know, you have the courage and the confidence to get up. Again and again and again. Yeah. That's all. That's how I deal with it anyway. <laughs> yeah, great. I think it's a, something that any parent could never really answer because, yeah, we love our children that much. We just want to protect them, but there's that fine line, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Just before we end, you are doing so much to inspire so many people. Who or what inspires you? Oh, inspiration. Um... First and foremost, I'd say that um, my dad has been the most influential person in my life. Um, he's not with me anymore, but um, he was a real explorer and adventurer. Like he travelled to over sixty countries, and wow. as a kid, like he used to tell me the best stories about people and his observations, and I just used to suck it up. Really, um, he was self-educated. He was always reading and learning, and most of all, he was just always encouraging me to give out there and give it a go, you know. He used to just to say, you know, give, just give it a go. As far as other sources of inspiration, um, I find it everywhere and I, I find that it changes all the time. Like, um, I still remember being back in school when I recall reading Return to Love by Miriam Williamson and Mind Power by John Kehoe. I don't know if you've heard of uh, the first one, not the Mind Power one, though. Both completely different books, but they both had a huge impact on me. Um, you know, Marianne Williams, Williamson, reading her books kind of made me look at spirituality in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, that really spoke to me. And The Mind Power by John Kehoe, you know, that was a real exploration into just how powerful our mind and our intentions can be and how we can use that to kind of help shape our reality. So, yeah, but I'm inspired by experiences as much as like ideas. So, mm. you know, I, I've been to the Louvre in Paris and seen some of the world's greatest art up close and that was incredibly 
uplifting. That's that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. But you know, you can get inspiration just by sitting on the beach, being with people that you love, um, even going for a run. You know, all this creativity yeah. <laughs> comes out of nowhere when you least expect it. And I think that's you know because you're connected to the present and you're not kind of caught up in your mind so much. So yeah, I, I think inspiration is everywhere. I agree as well, and I think connecting to the present is the key to present is the key to everything. I think. Well, thank you so much, Kiri. You have provided so much information here, really helpful and inspiring to anyone, not just women, who really want to, you know, live their passion and and love themselves in order to be able to give more to everyone else. You know, maybe you can slow it down. I tend to get a bit, when I'm excited, I talk really quickly. So <laughs> I hope you can understand me, guys. <laughs> I think they can, definitely. No, you, you didn't speak too quickly at all. No. Thank you so all good. So thank you very much. I hope you have a great day and continue all the great work that you're doing on your blog. Just one last time, can you share your blog and your Twitter and Facebook so people know how they can connect with you? Yes, certainly. Um, my blog, com. sorry. Um, Facebook, gosh, I think on Facebook, I think I'm Happy Mums, or you can just search for me under Kiri White Success Coach. And um, Twitter is just also under my name. But, yeah, Facebook is where I hang out most of the time. <laughs> yes, and it's lots of fun. So go and hang out with Kiri because it is <laughs> an inspiring hi. and positive place to be. Thanks, Kat. <laughs>